Before we start the show, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Their support keeps this show free for you. Armoire makes getting dressed easy with a clothing rental membership from Armoire. Build the perfect wardrobe and brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take the five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then, when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. I ordered the cutest red coat and wore it to a birthday party last week. I got so many compliments. It was stylish and cozy and comfy. Just what I like. Whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best dressed person in the room without ever having to brave a fitting room with fluorescent lights. Yeah. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style forward slash peace. That is armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash peace to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm so glad you're here. And I want to talk about this idea of unconditional love. I know we all love our kids unconditionally. I know that's something that we've been told and taught to uh, love a kid unconditionally. And I'm wondering what that really means, how that plays out and what is unconditional love. And what unconditional love feels like on the child side of things. I know what unconditional love feels like on my side of things. I love my kid no matter what. I know that this deep in my heart. And I know most of us know that deep in our hearts. No matter what we do, even if we make mistakes and do the wrong thing and yell or punish or threaten or anything that feasibly can be considered not loving, we still love our kids unconditionally. But Do our kids know that? Do they understand that? And how do they know that? And so I believe that the best way to show a child that they're loved unconditionally is to treat them with unconditional love, meaning not to judge them, not to judge their behavior, not to assess goodness to the behavior or badness to the behavior not to say you did a good job or you're a good kid or you did a bad job and you're a bad kid. And that all goes back to the idea of rewards and punishments. So if we reward a child or we punish a child, then are we saying that they're loved conditionally? Meaning I'm pleased with you when you do the right thing. So I'm going to reward you. 
or I'm going to be pleased with you. You don't even have to give a reward. You could just be happy when they do the right thing and unhappy when they do the wrong thing. And when we show our cards like that, does it have our child question the way in which we love them? Do they worry about the connection piece? So our kids are hardwired to connect with us. Their reptilian brain says, we need these people for survival. We have to get our shelter and our food and our love and all the things that keep us alive come from these big people. And so we need to stay connected to these big people. That's why a lot of kids will go to negative attention seeking, right? They'll want to do negative things just to make sure that we are still there. We are still engaging with them. We are still present. And some kids will get into this negative loop of negative attention seeking or wanting or needing negative attention because they're just trying to say, oh, I'm connect- I feel connected. I feel like there's something between us. I digress here. So unconditional love can be interpreted as conditional or love can be interpreted as conditional if we're assigning goodness or badness to behavior. And we can assign goodness and badness to behavior by more than just rewards and punishments. We can assign goodness and badness to behavior by disappointment or by elation or by just saying, good job, just saying, oh yeah, that was amazing. Or being pleased with the child when they do the right thing and being displeased when they do the wrong thing. And I get a lot of pushback also on Instagram when people will say, well, I am going to tell my kid I'm disappointed. And if you tell them that you're disappointed, do they worry that the connection is breaking? And will that push them deeper into a dysregulation? And is that what we want to do? Or do we want to hold space when they do something that is disappointing? Do we want to hold a neutral space? Do we want to be able to come with empathy and understanding? Do we want to say, I'm right here. This happened. I'm with you. I'm empathizing. I understand. And allow the child to get through that hard moment when they're doing and saying the wrong thing without making it about how we believe their behavior affects us and our connection to them and our love. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Hello, peace and parenting listeners, ready to create a home that fosters tranquility and connection? Enter HomeThreads, your partner in designing a peaceful haven. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture crafted for families who prioritize peace and harmony. From cozy family lounges to mindful decor, our pieces are designed to enhance your journey in peaceful parenting, all at the best value. Cozy home-cooked meals are one way I get connected to my kids. At HomeThreads, they have all the best cookware. The Staub pan I use to make these great connective meals is easy to use and clean and can go from stovetop to oven, making it very versatile. Visit homethreads.com forward slash peace and get a code for 15% off your first order today and transform your home into a sanctuary of common connection. Because peaceful parenting starts at home, Home Threads love where you live. Remember to use our unique URL to get your discount and let the brand know where you came from. Visit homethreads.com forward slash peace today and get a 15% off code for your first order. So can it be 
that if we act disappointed when they've done something wrong, if we've really judged their behavior by assigning disappointment, will that have them question whether we love them unconditionally or not? And I believe it does. I believe that they get worried that we are not fully committed to them in a loving way in those moments. And so if they're worried about that, does that push their prefrontal cortex offline? And does that have them in their limbic system and not using their reasoning, thinking brain? And does it create more opportunities for them to make mistakes or to display behavior that's unsavory? Will that affect the way in which they behave? So if they believe and are worried about the connection piece because they're worried that we they are disappointing us, will that push them offline? And will that put them in a space where they're not thinking as well? And so will they take that into school? Will they take that into their interactions with their brothers and sisters? Will they take that into their interactions with their friends? And will it keep them generally more offline than online? And keep them more in their limbic system than in their prefrontal cortex? And will keep them out of their thinking brain more? I think it would. I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of if... I were in a relationship with somebody and I was constantly worried that I would disappoint them with my behavior. I don't think that I would be able to rest in that relationship. And if that relationship was a relationship I was in all of the time, meaning day in and day out living with, then it, I think that I would be in that alert place a lot. And being in that alert place a lot would be problematic for just my living in general, because I wouldn't be relaxed. I wouldn't be calm. I wouldn't be able to make decisions freely and um, use my whole brain for my thinking because I would be constantly worried. "Mm, Am I going to disappoint them? Do they love me conditionally? Are they going to leave me if I do the wrong thing? Are they going to isolate me? Are they going to ice me out? Are they going to tell me how disappointed they are? And is that going to affect me? And now let's think about it in terms of kids not just relationships adult to adult, where maybe there's some more room for, you know, saying you're disappointed. But now let's talk about it in in terms of a child and a parent. We're the parent. We're the mature adult in the relationship. And, And us holding space for a child who does something wrong is kind of our job. Our job isn't to let it disappoint us that they threw the food on the floor or that they, you know, spilled the dog water or that they crashed the car they already are disappointed in themselves. They don't need an extra disappointment from us. And when they get the extra disappointment from us, does it affect their feeling of unconditional love? Does it make that feel like it's possible that we're we're not loving them unconditionally, that we are allowing their behavior to affect the way we love them? No, I think it's probably not true in our minds. And in our hearts, even if we're disappointed, we still love a child. But does a child feel that way? Because they can't know for sure if we love them unconditionally. They only are able to respond to the way in which we act towards them, the way in which we react to them. So they're just responding to our behavior. And they can't know for sure what is in our heart of hearts. Sure, we can tell them, I love you no matter what you do. You can never do anything to make me not love you. And I hear this a lot. Parents will say, I say this to my kids. Yeah, we can say that to our kids and then punish them. 
We can say that to our kids and then spank them. We can say that to our kids and then threaten them. We can say that to our kids and then bribe them. So it's almost hypocritical. Like, I love you no matter what, but if you do these things, I'm going to punish you or I'm going to be disappointed in you. And when that happens, our kid naturally worries that we're, we don't love them as much, that we don't care for them as much. So when you're thinking and talking about unconditional love and telling your kids you love them unconditionally, which I think is a lovely thing to say, like, I love you no matter what, no matter what you, you do, I will love you. But can you make good on that? Can you actually show love when they're doing the wrong thing? Can you show empathy? Can you show the most deepest support when they've done the worst thing? Now that is unconditional love in my mind. If I can come to you in the most loving, kind, and empathic way when you're saying I hate you, that is what unconditional love is. So if you can do that, now you're showing a child you're truly, truly, truly safe, that you are not going to be altered at all by the things they do. Now, is that easy? Hell no, it's not easy. It's hard. It's really hard because our parents didn't treat us like that. They were disappointed in us constantly. They told us all the things we did wrong. They punished us. They shunned us. They did all the things that, you know, I talk about not doing. So of course, we were never treated those ways. So it's hard for us to replicate that with our kids. But I think that if you want to show your child unconditional love and you want to be that pillar of unconditional love, then you have to show them the most empathy and understanding in the worst moments so that they know you're super safe, that you're not going to be altered and that you're going to come to them in those moments with self-regulation and love. And if you can do that, then unconditional love is unquestionable. All right. Thanks for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you picked up a copy of my book, Unpunished. It's a little tiny slice of my journey and some of the things that I've learned. You can find it at unpunishedbook.com. See you next time. 